All right. Episode three. How about that? We're we're moving up in the world. Look at us getting into high again. High mid single digits. You know, it's the high single digits. We're not even like in the high ones yet. <laughs> high mid single. It's forget it. Like low low mid. Like we're low. <laughs> like we're reaching our mids. We're it's their mid teens. It's kind of like my coworker when uh, it's like Tuesday at two, and she's like, "We're almost past halfway through the week." <laughs> you sound you sound like me trying to convince my freshmen to like stay a little bit longer and kind of keep. Come on, guys, we're ten minutes in. That's like almost two fifths of the way through class today. <laughs> oh boy, you're almost there. Well, speaking of tedium, ooh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh boy. Oh boy. What a topic. I'm going to give a little background for myself. I played the original trilogy and I thought it was great. I thought it was kind of dumb that we had to save the universe. You know, like I could have, I honestly would have loved if it was just like a bunch of like small stories in a ginormous universe, but whatever. Right. Um, Andromeda is coming out. Don't really even pay attention to the news. I'm just like, it's going to be great. I'll get it. Maybe not immediately. I'll wait for the price to drop. My friend, our mutual friend, Q-Man, plays it. And he starts going like, you know, it's good, but it's got its flaws. And I'm like, but you love it, right? And he's like, yeah, it's even more Star Trek. I'm like, okay, great. And I don't think anymore else. And then after a little while, he's like, yeah, they canceled their DLC plans. And I'm pro- I was like, yeah, they're probably just like reallocating resources to like um, Anthem or something. Because I know they're in financial trouble. Right. But like at the back of my mind, I was a little bit fearful, but I shoved it down. And then I resurfaced listening to like the giant um, Bombcast oh. end of the year oh. roundup. Yep. And I kind of simultaneously opened my eyes and then also like heard them talk about how mass effects dead. Yeah. Like that's, that's the constant refrain I've heard too, which is such a, such a weird concept to me because like, I doubt you could find a more well-loved and more well criticized, you know, game series than mass effect. Like mass effect was pretty unanimously loved by everybody that played it. It was like the quintessential modern console RPG. Right. I, what happened? I, you know, and again, like I can come from the same, from a similar perspective, a little bit different because um, I too played the, the original trilogy. Uh, I started with one and went up through three. Uh, I tried to do two playthroughs of it, but halfway through my second playthrough of the trilogy, I just realized I was doing the same thing I did on the first one. No matter how hard I tried to say, I'm going to play this differently this time around. The only thing I was doing differently was playing classes differently, which didn't feel genuine to me. And I went, I'm just going to make the same choices that I did in the first game. And I don't really feel like doing this. So I only played it pretty much once all the way through. Uh, did a fair amount of multiplayer with uh, Mass Effect 3. And that was it with my, with my enjoyment of Mass Effect. But I still loved them. Like, I, I played those games into the dirt, like, every single one of them. I, I played as much as I could until there was nothing left of each game. Um, and then when Andromeda is announced, I, I see videos of, you know, your your guy leap jumping and, like, 
doing his superpowers and stuff all over the place. And I went, man, that looks cool. Like, yes, give me more gameplay. Give me a big, wide new galaxy to explore. That sounds great. It sounds like, like uh, Quentin says, very Star Trek. You know, it's, it's got, whereas Mass Effect, the original trilogy had more of a Star Wars-y vibe where you're not, you've got a kind of a big overarching space opera. This one seemed very much go meet the, uh, go back to your home base, establish colonies, and just very Star Trek-y. And it came out, I, I had it pre-ordered, the midnight release, I loaded it up, you know, had the, the lights all off, my sound on maximum, like just ready to immerse myself in it, and I was bored. <laughs> it's a bad start. Yeah, it does not start strong. Yeah, it's... um. So, like, I got over my heartbreak, and I had had it on my shelf for a while. So I finally was like, all right, do you think I'll like it, Quentin? He was like, yes. He's like, people's hatred of it is like hating on a good but not great movie. Yep, exactly. So I was like, all right, I'll pick it up. The start is really rough. Like, it literally showcases all of its major failings, like, yep. in the most predominant way possible. It's like, the graphics suck, the faces. They look like Joker wearing someone else's face and then trying to talk. They're very Hannibal lecter sort of thing. Yeah. Deal. The um, story's a little bit lacking. It yep. Hilariously, I think the story picks up, which is funny. Um, but, like, the beginning, when it's supposed to, like, suck you in, is so far for me the worst part oh well yeah definitely like the story from the outset had me just confused i didn't know what was going on i mean not not to spoil anything but you you enter into this galaxy and the mindset is we have to approach these new alien races and get off to a good start and you very much don't and you don't have much control over it and that part for me just was very much a what sort of like a way I, I really, really thought I was going to have a ton of player choice in this because that's what made Mass Effect 1 through 3 so great is you had, well, okay, 1 through 2 so great is because you had so much player choice and decision on what happens to Shepard and what happens to the universe, as a, a, like the galaxy as a result. And this one right out of the gate says, this is how you're going to handle this situation and this will define the rest of the game. And your very first decision you should have, you don't get to have it. Was weird. Yeah. Straight up. And I think Quentin was talking to me about this, and I think he made a good point, which is that the premise of it was pretty good in that you're like all prepped for first contact and it goes completely sideways. And now yep. you're like wary of every species that you meet. But it doesn't really land. There aren't a ton of species to meet. So you don't really like carry that feeling yep. forward. Um, so it's a rough start, but I'm here to make the case for this game. Having, I haven't beat it. I'm only partway through, but I'm actually starting to enjoy this, which blows me away. So I'm not going to argue with the heartbreak that is them killing Mass Effect. And I'm not going to argue with them dropping the ball because this was supposed to be like, their magnum opus this was supposed to be bioware's masterpiece yep this was supposed to be their entrance into the new generation i don't understand why they dropped the ball how they dropped the ball so hard and usually like um having a long development cycle means amazing things a la zelda <laughs> uh, or Mario. Yeah. 
but this game feels out of date. The engines feels out of date. But the weird thing is it doesn't only feel out of date. It also feels like they didn't complete it. It's like they rushed together the game and were like, oh, wow, we need to ship this. Otherwise, we don't have any money left. Which kind of tends to be Bioware's MO lately is kind of the vibe I've gotten. Like they, they'll, they'll make a game and then it just doesn't seem like it's taken through to the final stage that it was supposed to be. Right. Um, I, I played I played a bit of Dragon Age Inquisition. I'm pretty positive I finished it at one point, but I don't really remember doing it. Um, <laughs> Which is weird because you, you figured out like the big reveal at the end you and i were talking about it and you like figured it out by reading lore which blew me away like so i remember read, this read the lore, read lore and interacted with like the different characters and kind of i i remember asking you this like is this kind of the big thing like is this am i reading this correctly and you're like yeah that totally is it and i went i was oh. like whoa went, oh. yeah it, like pretty much immediately after that and it wasn't because i wasn't enjoying the game it's just as i played it i felt like I spent so much time, instead of actively being involved in building the story, I felt like I was doing errands. Like, go and collect these 15 things, and then that's a quest. And if you do that, then you get an experience point. And I went, yeah, okay, cool, I leveled up, but man, that wasn't fun. You know? And, and there were just so many different things that I was playing the game and realizing as I played it, like, why does that system work that way? Why do I feel like when I use, when I get a mount, it appears out of nowhere, like like out of black mist, and then my friends <laughs> disappear into a black mist? Like, wow, that really pulled me out of my immersion in this story. Um, you know, why are, why is every character I'm fighting, like, kind of glitching around all over the place? Like, it, it didn't feel janky in the way where, like, a Skyrim or a Fallout feels janky where there's so much packed into the game that they, it has it, it can't do anything but break, if that makes sense. This just felt like it was unpolished. And, wow. Yeah. I, since we're doing Mass Effect apologetics, I'm going to have to do a Dragon Age Inquisition apologetics episode with you because I adored that game. Okay, so I, I'm going to tell you right now, you're, you're, I know this episode is supposed to be uh, Connor, uh, convince Connor to play Andromeda like that's kind of the part of it is like give Andromeda a chance but I feel like I I really need to give Dragon Age a chance is the one that I really should because that's one I've consistently heard Inquisition is very good like it's it's got its issues but Inquisition is great and oh it's fantastic Andromeda I've heard from you and Quentin and maybe one other friend that have said it's okay it's pretty good it's got its good parts and that for me is not as much of a statement as this thing has my like has my attention, but it does not have my love, if that makes sense. Right. Well, here's I'll bridge us back to on target. Mass Effect, ter- the original trilogy, basically was like, let's save the universe, right? And the third game you were supposed to be like assembling this armada to take on I forget what they're called. Um, Reapers. Yeah, Reapers. Um that felt sh- that felt flat for me in Dragon Age Inquisition. I feel like they nailed. You actually feel like you're clawing this this organization together and actually tackling real issues in pursuit of a larger goal. Does like I actually felt like I was running, building an organization from scratch yeah. to this behemoth that was a machine. 
Does Dragon Age have like this mechanic where you had to go online and like play multiplayer matches to build your army strength? No. Yeah, Mass Effect really cussed that one up. That was not good. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally in Mass Effect 3, I did the bare minimum to prepare my supposed armada and it felt like I was just pushing toys around on a table. Yep. Um, so Mass Effect Andromeda. I'm going to say something that's ironic. This is a game that Mass Effect fans can like. And I get that that's ironic because it's so devastating to Mass Effect fans. But it's kind of one of these things where it's like, do you like the Fast and the Furious movies? Oh, yes. <laughs> Are they good movies? No. I mean, they not kind of, they're they're good. They're not they're not like eight out of ten good. They're just like fun good, but they're not great. And I think Mass Effect is kind of like if you realize, I don't know what Anthem's going to be, but I think oh, God massive. Mass Effect's going to be the last sci-fi RPG AAA title on consoles for quite a while, other than Anthem. I think so. So it's kind of like, if you can let yourself just like relax and enjoy the experience, it's a decent game. The thing is, like, if this had been the first game in a series oh, people would be obsessed with groundbreaking that. masterpiece everybody would have been obsessed with it it was cult classic yep immediately it would have it would have been to use your analogy that great bad movie right like, and they would say there's all this potential they could fix x y and yep. z but you there's know, a path forward the, you know the the overarching problem with that though to like like point that at uh um, at Andromeda is that Mass Effect 1 already had that position. It was already that great bad movie. Yeah, it was kind of janky. It was super janky. Um, the combat, I I, it, I I started it on hard, thinking like, oh, this is that bad. Ah. I switched it to easy because I hated the combat so much that I didn't want to deal with it. Oh, it was bad. Yeah. Okay, so we've talked about how disappointing the game is. We've talked about how bad the game is. I need to give you reasons to play this game other than it's decent. Because <laughs> so so far it's been like okay, it's not that bad. Like uh, that doesn't blow my skirt up, man. You know, I just <laughs> not really jazzed about a game that's like oh, it's okay. It's it's got its things. You know, you liked you liked one of them. Yeah. So it's it's the combat's better. It's snappier. Yep. Um, it's kind of. I mean, that's not the reason you're going to play. The reason is that you're going to be playing a science fiction game with a huge cast of characters that all have extremely deep backstories and relationships that actually adapt to you. So um, my relationships with the crew, the relationships with like the nice new species, and especially the one member that joins my crew, even my relationship, you know, the foil mechanic with like the villain and the enemies like this is a you're in space space opera like oh. that's the pull that i mean and i mean that's that's a very convincing pull but i just but and see this is the problem with like recommending this game yeah like if have you ever tried to recommend Fast and Furious to somebody who hasn't seen it. 
oh it's a tra it's it's a travesty you can't recommend it you're like there's this movie with a bunch of sweating guys and it's supposedly about um racing cars but they never actually race cars they mostly just kind of sweat and listen to heavy rap music <laughs> and like they punch each other sometimes and there's a lot of like weird tropes about family but i mean vin diesel's in it and he said <laughs> cool lines like like if you know whether you win by an inch or a mile winning is still winning and you go man that was really good why did it wait no it wasn't but, but yeah it was you know, well, and that's exactly it. When you try to tell somebody, you're like, it's this great movie. Okay, maybe it's not. But actually, you do want to watch it because it's pretty good. But don't get your hopes up. But actually, it's it's pretty fun. And there, don't every, expect too much. Every single one of them gets worse, but simultaneously better. So this is my conundrum, is I'm playing this game. I'm enjoying this game, but I don't know how to sell it to you. Because it's good, but it's bad, but it's good, but it's bad, mm. but it's good. So it's just like, if you can distance yourself from the feeling of disappointment and you could just remove it from the context of Mass Effect, which hilariously, the way that they finished Mass Effect 3. Which is just gr grossly just inproportionate to how good that, that story was. And then Mass Effect 3, like dropped the bomb catastrophically. Hello? Hello? Trevor, can you hear me? Yeah. What happened? I don't know. Oh, weird. But, like, with, with 3, they had, like, such a great story, and then they just dropped the ball to such a ridiculous scale where oh, yeah. you've got, okay, when you think about it, how many choices do you, like, ballpark estimate, how many choices do you think you made over the, the course of the original trilogy? Uh, 500. Probably, probably, like, optimistically 500. Like, you're probably undershooting it. And, you know, I, I don't know. I've never researched it. I don't know the number on it. I doubt anybody's ever cared to look. But... Um, like when you've got so many of those choices that all build up into this great opera, like this great space story where you can say, like you and I can have a very water cooler moment where we can say, what did you do with the Rachni queen? And you can tell me one thing and I'll say, no way I did this. And then we have this huge freaking debate over one of the, like probably undershooting 500 choices that you can make in that game. And then it boils down to at the very end, do you pick the red red pill or the blue pill? <laughs> Man, dude, why did you and it's not even like like a decision that's really built up very well. Like if it was if it was a decision with if you've got this red pill and this blue pill and there're two sides of one coin that are built through these fantastic ties to these themes and like you interacting with, you know, you could have even had it had it be uh biology interacting with technology and the entire underpinning theme of the series is how does man reconcile how do, how do living things reconcile how they're connected to technology and how does something realize if it's real or not like a la blade runner or something and then you have a blue versus red thing where you've got do you integrate 
or do you completely separate and destroy? Like then that has relevance, but then instead of saying like, oh, you've got all these human relationships and families and then all of a sudden, uh, do you want these things to exist or not? Like, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Do yeah. I? Yeah, I was like, I, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I guess this one. And then the game's like, oh, well, great job. Guess what happened? And you just go, well, okay. Glad I spent six years on that. Yeah. It sounds It sounds like this is hilarious. This is a terrible, terrible apologetics episode because I think we're even dredging through our issues with the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. We don't, we're not saying very good things. So I think we should end on this note. How good was Garrus? Oh, the best. Literally the best companion of all time. He he's he's the best video game companion ever made. Like I've I've heard great stories about some of the ones out of Inquisition, and all the Dragon Ages are just very popular for this. Um, and I've I've heard other great stories about oh like lovable bromance companions, but no bromance will ever beat that of Shepard and Garrus, or romance. It, there's you, like <laughs> that's you like, could. Femshep's a thing, a very good thing. The the character actor for uh, the like voice actor for Femshep, quality, and she's great. But like Garrus is the bro to end all bros. He uh, that relationship actually feels deep and meaningful, and you feel like you've been in the trenches with him, which is so cool. Exactly. Also, fun note: I found out after I finished the entire Mass Effect trilogy, which you're right was like what six, eight years. Let me look and see what the difference is between uh, so Mass Effect. So Matt, so Mass Effect Shepard was originally planned to be female. No way, radical. That's and that's and it's so great, and I'm so disappointed because I literally played as male Shepard, and you just because canon. Yeah, I was like, all right, and yet male Shep. It was originally designed to be femme Shep, and then. Male Shepard is like the 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 front runner of the series. He's the one that's you always see doing stuff. And then when yeah. you bench Fem Shep is so good. Like they so backed good. off. And it's that famous okay, this is terrible. You're gonna have to look this up because I'm not in front of my computer. Um it, she is that really famous she's like the biggest video game female voice actor. Uh Fem uh, Fem Shep voice. There we go. Yep. It literally is the number one. Jennifer Hale. Oh yeah, God, she's perfect. Yeah. yeah, it's like her role. It's like her dream, dream role. She didn't get it. Mm. Like she didn't get to show run it. That's bad. So, on that very complicated note, that's our partway through Mass Effect and Dramata <laughs> apologetics. I may hate it. We're we're gonna ha- we're gonna have to have a, a reapproaching. Like what we should do is is we should plan on. We'll reapproach Mass Effect after, uh, like, after you've beaten it, and then after I've beaten Dragon Age. <laughs> yes, and I love that. Then game. we can have a conversation about, like, so how did you feel about Andromeda? And then I can tell you, okay, did Dragon Age get better, or did I get more bored? <laughs> oh, that's so crazy! I love that game. It's it's good. Uh, we'll see what happens because if it's less fetchy, and I can actually just kind of play the game and not worry about, oh, I've got to go pick up. 30 rocks to make my cool sword you know then then i might be more into it but thus far <laughs> been my experience and i need to maybe i need to go into it with an open mind and a different perspective 
tell you what next week let's do dragon age apologetics because i can defend that that game so much better than mass effect let's i that sounds good to me let's do that next week all right all right episode three signing off sounds good to me see ya later